Welcome everyone to Haters Drinking Hatred. With me as always is a man who is also returning from a two and a half year hiatus, but that had nothing to do with injury. That was prison time. Ladies and gentlemen, Siddhant Mehta. What's up, Sid? Uh, I'm fine. I'm well. And uh, you can't say that about most of the NBA or yeah. as we now call it, the replacements era. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I wouldn't be surprised if Keanu Reeves showed up and actually played for one of these teams. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for like Mark Wahlberg to just show up and play for like the Knicks or some shit. Like it would make sense to me in this oh, in this man. new universe that we're living in where actors who have played basketball players will come and play basketball for a bit because there's no one else. Yeah, I mean Lance Stephenson scored one of the most, like he had one of the most explosive quarters of the year and he's yeah, been gone points? for like... Yeah, he he's just it was it none nothing makes sense like every and day it felt, something it felt like weird a very happens. Casual twenty points from Lance Stevenson. Also, I watched yeah. that quarter. It seemed fine. It seemed like he was playing well within his limits. <laughs> yeah, it's, he was. He was restraining himself. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't like, like hunting going shots. Bad shit. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, there were a couple of fadeaway jumpers, which I was like, Lance Stevenson is hitting fadeaway jumpers. The NBA has. Changed, <laughs> so just, yeah. it's fundamentally different than I remember. Exactly, uh, and like random players are doing insane things, like Evan Fournier. Oh, uh, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. has hit like eight fourth quarter threes. You know, like he's done that. He's one of the people that's done that. Amazing, Evan Fournier. Also, just to complete your earlier point, had a revenge game against a team that he had played with for three months. It it was insane. He now he's averaging something like thirty five points against the Celtics this season. By the way, I'm just I letting think, you know. I think that's ten million dollars of his contract that just makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for the banter. But, just but for the just, Celtics banter. These are just the things I'm recalling over this yeah. period of time that has taken place since we recorded last. And we have missed uh, a, we have missed this, a chunk. I, I take full responsibility for missing. We have recorded only one episode um, in December. Actually, is the actual fact of it, uh, and that is because earlier we were joking about me being in health and safety protocols when I was sick for about two weeks with a very severe viral. And my belief is that Sidan Mehta joked my COVID into existence because then after that I did actually get COVID in the last week of December and I'm only now just fucking recovering. So that's why we haven't been around because I was in, I was in, I was COVID adjacent for a while and then I actually got COVID in the space of a month. Yeah. It's been it's been a fun December for me, Sid. How's your December been? I should have, I should have gotten some guy on a 10 day. Yeah, I know you really should. <laughs> should have gotten like yeah, a different podcast to just come in, go through the motions, hit twenty in a quarter for no reason. Isaiah Thomas, this shit, just Isaiah well, Thomas. It. Isaiah Thomas and Demarcus Cousins have had like three ten day contracts each. I think. I that's I'm not even making this up. Yeah, I don't mind um, it. I think it's great. Here's a story, and I I hope it's accurate, but even if it's not, it's not like any of y'all can check. Uh, Langston Galloway, who's been like one of these guys who's been trying to get into an NBA team for a while now, scored a huge bucket. Like, he was a nice deep three. And the commentator's like, okay, I don't know who this is. And 
and then he like angrily tweeted later i'm going to make them remember my name next time and then like a few days after that uh i think galloway was on the pistons i don't remember which team now oh yeah clippers i think he was yeah. on the clippers and it was a 10 day and then he was done but like he signed the next 10 day with dallas i think or something like that so the clippers were going to play dallas so he just flew with them and then went and played against them <laughs> this is like it really is like a feel good movie from the 60s that's it doesn't sound like real life or real basketball yeah there there, there was an nba.com twitter uh, so the nba.com twitter handle tweeted out duane washington goes wild and then i texted suresh in the morning i'm like who is dwayne dwayne washington <laughs> what what are we doing here yeah, we 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 just basketball podcasters greg popovich has made jokes about not knowing who his team is like he has no clue who half his team is because they're just 10 days coming in and out filling out the roster spots this is an insane time to be watching basketball because it just be some some guy you kind of knew in the early 2010s who had a career once for a bit coming in and playing now for yeah the pistons who are completely uh, irrelevant as well uh, greg monroe is the, the uh, is another one who was yeah. a he used to be a bucks guy and then he came and i don't know who he played for also because he played and that was the first game he played on his 10 day and then he did really well like he had like he was shooting mid range shots and all i was like this guy couldn't shoot before where, where did this come from uh and then he's like yeah i didn't know anyone's names on my team yeah. like it's not just that like i was new to them to the team like the other guys that came in with me were just not people who played in the nba before um so one film session that the nuggets did it wasn't a, a, a opposition film session it was a who these are the guys that are playing with us <laughs> so this guy he shoots so when he pass him the ball you can they will li- they, this was actually a film session that happened by the way i, I love they, when they this is scouting report on your own teammates like you just you need it because you don't it, know who the it, fuck they are it it was it was literally a scouting report it was literally like uh, so this guy will play next to this guy and these two guys they do this and this and then by the way you two other guys who we're talking about here <laughs> whatever your name so is we, and whatever we your want, name is yeah we want you and you to do this thing and then everyone else watch this video where they're doing it on separate teams and now imagine that you guys have to do it together <laughs> this is the kind of shit that's been going on it's been you'd think that it'd be a terrible product you'd think that it'd be an awful like mess of nonsense but in this time demar de rosen has hit two walk off game winners back yes. to back back ah. to back demar de rosen is going to be an all star as a guard in the eastern conference even though he doesn't play a guard position that's where we are right now today It's, it's, in life it's a strange time it's a strange time in basketball so that yeah all right so that's a that's a also, that's the, actually also a, the the chicago bulls are on top of the eastern conference of course they are of yeah. course they are and yeah. we were we were raving about them last time we spoke as well uh yeah. they're a very fun team and we will i think we'll we'll do an episode where we just really try and break down the chicago bulls what's working on it's a really fucking interesting team they have no like superstar 
it's a bunch of really really good players and they're doing incredible shit does it last in the playoffs i don't know we'll we'll talk about that in the bulls episode we'll talk about yeah. i have views i yeah. have thoughts i have takes all right let's start off with the biggest story of the week the things that's been the building up now for two weeks we've been talking about it for months um <laughs> me and you have ex- exchanged more than enough texts memes videos updates behind the scenes training videos it's clay day today is clay day we've managed to catch clay day uh said i'm just going to let you go off uh, little context for everyone who doesn't know what clay day is clay thompson returned after two and a half years injured to the golden state warriors today uh played his first game started the game uh ceremonially uh as it may be played about 18 minutes uh said what were your thoughts on clay's giant comeback to the warriors man okay there's so many ways to just do this but like 941 days yeah okay the memes yeah. that were shared the most were like respook used to play on the okc thunder westbrook and uh, george were both there davis was on the pelicans uh kawai was in toronto um and chris paul was on the rockets yeah that's how different the league I, was i mean t- uh, this week the uh, warriors are going to play the grizzlies and the grizzlies like oh wow we're going to play against the warriors and all and it's going to be great it's the first time that we're playing against clay thompson most of this team has never played against him yeah Like, the Grizz are brand new youngins. The the Jamarant has never played against Clay yeah. Thompson. He got drafted after Clay got Clay got injured. Like that's where we are. Okay. Yeah. So so um, it it was go it was supposed to be a very emotional thing, and you could say it was right. Like they built it up. They had a lot of ceremony. They announced him last in the starting lineup. and he you look like he was about to cry but he didn't um his two running mates uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green were the most excited to have him back so much so that Draymond was injured before the game like he, he had an hamstring pull or something but he refused to not play like he he got on the court uh he fouled and left the court he just wanted to be there in the starting lineup with him yeah. so he did that you might think that's just weird and selfish but also you have to remember all the zeros count towards your final final stats so he got all zeros in this game just so that he could yeah his average his insane shooting averages uh, are way down now this yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that must that's going to really Inis- hurt his shooting those, numbers those inescapably <laughs> bright shooting numbers have finally returned to earth he may he may uh, drop so- all the way down to 21% from 3 shit it's going to be like, awful we got an insight into steph curry the uh, the movie maker in this uh, in this entire uh, uh, past couple of uh, days first he does a narrated piece to espn uh, as a voice over actor and narrator yourself suresh what do you feel how did you uh, critically evaluate steph curry's um, uh, wonderfully narrated piece there I thought I thought as far as as acting goes he really got into the character because it's him uh, I yeah. would have appreciated a little more emotion from Steph Curry Steph Curry not the most emotive person on the planet to be not in terms of anger in terms of emotion sadness joy he doesn't seem to he's quite placid like that and for a video like that I really thought you know just just rob low it just 
just rob lord oh no i yeah. i thought you'd, you'd you'd want that tiger uh, tiger blood charlie sheen vibe <laughs> that, that, that is is a bold but different direction uh, yeah. i think rob lord is about ideal rob lord by the way has narrated about five basketball documentaries just that's intense just to yeah just to put uh, that into context Yeah, I'm sure Steph's gonna have to take some notes. But then he made he got his production company to make a clay video later, which he released today for Clay Day. So you know he's he's had that he's had his eye out, you know, to like make sure everything's in line. And you know the, um, his his IMDb credit list is the one thing that's currently lacking right now. He's got everything else. It's the IMDb credit list. Yeah, he needs to work on that. James so is ahead. James and Jordan are both ahead of him by two starting credits. Just it is see, what it is. Putting that out there, you, you know. You have to. You have to you get chase to on every level. Point. You got to chase on every platform. You know. At every point, you have to yeah. get to <laughs> and get to it. So, uh, the stadium was packed. Uh, there was so much energy. Andre Iguodala played like it was a playoff game, and Andre Iguodala never does that. And just to just to put your time context in it again, that stadium was packed and roaring for a player they had never seen before. That stadium had never hosted Clay Thompson. This yeah, is the the brand new Golden State Arena, and he had yeah. never played there. It's just yeah. it's 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 crazy. Like it is really nuts. It's the timing wild. of this. It's wild. And you know what? We spent enough time talking it up because this entire two years, it's been the same take around this team. First, it'll be something generic or something relevant about the team, in the context of like that week, that month, the past five games. So, for example, the Warriors had like a five-game road trip, which they won four-one and beat this team, this team, this team. I thought they were great. I think it'll go really well. Just imagine what will happen when Clay Thompson gets back, and then blah blah blah. Or it will be like, oh, they lost three in a row now. Man, this team needs some offense. They really need Clay Thompson back. And then it goes into percentages. Will we get seventy-five percent Clay? Eighty-five percent clay, ninety percent clay, and I'm like, the dude's not like a fucking carton of milk or something, man. We're not like, or, or he's not a, he's not a. It's, this is not craft beer we're making here, okay? It's like you can't just figure out what that number is and then say, okay, it feels seventy-five-ish to me. So I'm so tired of all that shit, and now it's over, and we got to watch him play, and this dude. Almost broke the franchise record for the most number of shots under twenty minutes, <laughs> like in twenty minutes of game time. I think yet, that may have been the safest bet of the night. If someone had told yeah. me, "Hey, do you want to bet on this?" I'd be like, "Yes, sir. Take all my money," because for sure, Clay Thompson's putting up eighteen shots. Eighteen shots in nineteen <laughs> minutes and fifty-five seconds. He was. Shocking! It was day long green light. It was just shocking. like non-stop green light. Let's fucking go. He was just chucking like a maniac, and you know what? It fucking worked. He had the first his first play, the Warriors' first offensive possession, where he just flipped the play. Apparently, they called for a different play, and he decided to come the other way so he would take the shot. In the original play, he was going to be a decoy, but he said no. I want to score, and then he went up against three seven footers and did a floater. And I'm like, you don't do floaters. Well, apparently he does now. He does now, yeah. And then um, 
the biggest moment of the night on the court, I think, was when Jared Allen, who is like in one of the best defenders in the league right now, and one of the three seven-footers in this Cleveland team that plays most of the time, was guarding Clay on the perimeter, tried to reach for a steal, Clay crossed him up, took it in, got between Evan Mobley, who is the young rookie defensive genius so far, seven foot again, and Laurie Markkanen, who's six ten, six eleven, but come on, where as close to seven as it matters, yeah, goes between these two trees and smashes it in, like it was yeah. a, a hammer blow, dunk. one hand dunk, a hammer blow, such a fucking wild ass dunk that place blew up, that arena blew up. He just beat like seven, seven two, three seven footers and smashed it in. Like it was disgusting, and like, yeah. After that, the threes came, you know. And and to finish it off, uh, my favorite play, which was like I think the second last three that he got, uh, he had just scored four points, two back to back possessions where he's just tough as hell, fade away midi shots over random dudes and uh, transition three happens he's made it all the way up it's two on two the two guys are trying to stop the guy on the ball John Juan Toscano Anderson flips it to Clay he's obviously already at the three point line Clay transition three and you know what it looks perfect (laughs) you know you know how it goes in it goes in like every Clay Thompson three should go in it it did not move the net. It moved the, barely moved the bottom of the net. It just went right swish, like not even the full swish. It was like you've seen those, right? Where the net yeah. doesn't move. Shots. Yeah, it's almost like the ball didn't go through it. Yeah, that perfect draw. Yeah, it just went straight in, and I was like, okay, this is good. This is going to be interesting. So yeah, this maniac, seventeen points, eighteen shots. Uh, Random blocks, defensive, good good yeah, defense, I, bad defense, All it was all there. Yeah, I just want to get into that as well. The block especially. I mean, the one thing in all the post-game interviews, all he could talk about was how there were two blocks. That was his main thing, his main gripe with the whole game was that he should have had two blocks and it was an unfair call. Steph Curry has the same note. Oh, there should have been two blocks, but you know, he got one block. The the attitude, the focus on defense, I think what... what We've been talking about as well. A lot of people been talking about it. Clearly what Clay and Steph realize, um, and this entire squad realizes, that the proof of concept of, uh, or the proof that Clay is back will come from the defense, not from the yeah. offense. Because like you've seen today, he can if he can score, I just want to go through, 7 of 18 from the field for his 17 points, 3 of 8 from 3. This is his first game back in two and a half years. No one is concerned about the offensive side of Clay Thompson's play. Right, it is it is pure focus on defense now, and it's just about how quickly he can ramp up to full seventy five percent clay, eighty five percent clay, a hundred percent clay, yeah. pure clay. <laughs> let's let's call that level pure clay before the playoffs, and that's that's what will define this team. That's what will define their real title chances because clearly <laughs> that dude can still shoot. Like there's no problems. Like he hasn't lost a half a second on that jump shot. It is now purely just on the defense. 
And clearly they're focused in the right spaces. So they're not celebrating them. They're, uh, no one's patting him on the back for 17. No one's really patting him on the back for 3 of 8. He's talking up himself as he should have had two blocks. Which fucking tells you why this team has been so successful for so fucking long and why this, why this group of players has been so successful. So they, they do not get distracted by the stupidity. They don't get distracted by the silly string and the, and the shiny things. They are focused on what they need to be focused on. This is why Draymond Green is so fucking good. This is why Steph is so fucking good. And clearly, this is why Clay is going to make a really monstrous comeback. Like, it starts all the way back with, you know, Iggy uh, coming off the bench in that championship team. And all the way here, where Clay is focused on exactly the right thing on his comeback game. I mean, it's just, they're, they're almost too good to be true. You'd think they were written up by, by a hack. If a, if a team was written a TV show like this, you would say the writer was a hack because no one's this focused. No one's like this honest and true to the goal and the mission. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, it's it's kind of impressive. It's kind of impressive how um, they don't let anything go. Yeah, right? yeah. You'd think they, at this point they'd get a little slack. You know, they'd be just like, fuck it. No, no they do not. No. In a way, these, um, what do you call it? These two years have refueled the fire, basically. Yeah. Like, they, they had worked so hard for five years of constantly making the finals and winning titles and being difficult to play against. And then everything kind of fell apart. And then they really got to go in and look at, like, what is it that they're about? What is it that they're doing? And everything seems to work out at the right time, in the right way, because it, it, of all these things we just discussed. Like, Steph Curry was going through a horrendous slump, the worst of his career, basically, in the last yeah. two weeks. He's been really... Uh, he's been so bad that he's an average NBA player. <laughs> like, like yeah. actually, I, that's, that's wrong. He's been an average NBA starting player. Yeah, um, what a what a shit run for Steph Curry. Yeah, he's like horrible. Twenty two wins. He, yeah, he's Kevin Love in his prime right now. That's what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy that that <laughs> the standards are all so high for all these guys, and like they they they've been getting hammered because their offense has been terrible. But like they constantly hold teams to under ninety five now. Yeah. Like today, the Cavs scored eighty-eight points. I think I want to say, not, yeah, maybe and, not even that much. And yeah. that was only because the first half they were the Warriors were shooting horrendously, like just yeah. terrible open shots, good shots, just missing everything, and it still didn't matter. Like they had they had a first half which was basically from deep was a write-off. Yeah, you could basically take away all the three pointers they scored in the first half, and it still wouldn't matter. There were so few. Yeah, and this is the third best defense in the league, by the way, the Cleveland Cav- yeah. Cavaliers. Yeah, they're not, and, they're not uh, slouches. I just, yeah. No, the Cleveland they're really Cavaliers good. have we, been we really said. good. Ricky Rubio going out kind of fucked them up a little bit and it's kind of thrown yeah. off. What but their Rondo season could have some been. some four threes today. Like, you know, Rondo Rondo's secret good, man. Rondo's secretly good. He's never been secretly bad. Yeah. You know? I mean, he just keeps every year, everyone's like, nah, Rondo's done. But no. He's always quite good in like games that matter, in games that he cares about. I think he cares about all games. I think he that's does, he does. that's where Rondo's at. I don't yeah, know if he, like, if he like cares about a 
trip to the the Hawks or like the, the Detroit. Doesn't give a no, shit. No, I, I think the thing is uh, with Rondo in this regard, it looks like he's the kind of guy that he plays a certain way. So if the team doesn't play that way, he's not switched on. That's yeah. He doesn't. That's also fair, yes. And, and like he he, he kind of is also part of this conversation. So I think this is a very uh, good deeper point that we've been circling around right now. Uh, It was this interview that uh, I saw on ESPN where Steph and Clay were interviewing and being interviewed by uh, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas, the original bad boys backcourt, who were like one of the best backcourts of all time as well. And they were just discussing their games because they're so similar in their trajectory, etc, etc. And uh, at one point in this 50-minute long interview, Isaiah Thomas turns to Joe, Joe Dumas and goes, you know why I like these guys? He's referring to Clay and Steph. They don't cheat the game. Right? No one here is trying to foul bait. No one here is padding stats. They're not trying to, like, take minutes off, take games off. They're not They're not trying to get people into foul trouble. Um, there's, like, so much to this that you can actually spend an hour just talking about all the ways that different superstars manipulate the game with superstardom. Yeah, yeah. And like, aside from Steph Curry once in a while trying to draw a cheap foul, almost none of them do any of the other stuff, you know? And that's why they're so watchable, likable, shareable. And this style of basketball brings people up. So all these players that play every year in this team, they go from man who cares about Andrew Wiggins too. Andrew Wiggins is now fourth in all-star voting in in the <laughs> West right now. Yeah, that is that was insane. Yeah, but like th- this style of basketball, it comes from this place of like, this is what it's supposed to be uh, for everyone. You know, to be, to, to, if you play well, if you play good basketball, good things will happen. It's such a like, moralistic message almost but it always it always works for these 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 three four five six individuals you could you could put anybody yeah. in in this dynasty in there because and it always not, comes that way just to just to clarify your point because it's not moralistic in in a void it's moralistic and it's leading to success it's leading to a better product it's leading to better more watchable basketball we've yeah. complained about the Houston rock and what what Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas are saying it's not just the the cheating the game is not just in terms of oh you're you're doing something nasty or you're doing something shitty. James Harden did that for a very long time. The Rockets were unwatchable. Yeah, they were not Chris, a team Chris that was Paul fun to watch. Still does that shit. They both yeah. do that shit still. Chris Paul does that annoying rip through foul. Have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the I don't I don't know why it's called the Trey Young rule because Trey Young basically learned all of these things from Chris Paul. Yeah, or a, or a whole bunch of them from Chris Paul. There's like in, there's an entire clip on YouTube of where Chris Paul is trying to step on a guy's foot. That's a, one of his moves is to step on the guy's foot while he's driving, so that guy falls down, and he doesn't get called for the foul ever because he's Chris Paul. Like, yeah. I know it's legal till it's not legal till he sees it, but like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, you know? the, like the, this is not what we're here to do. No, the other stopping shot, right? Like that—that's the, the or the quintessential Chris Paul move, where he'll be running into a lane, and then he'll have, obviously a defender will be chasing behind him, and he will just stop for no reason. 
there's room to run. He will just stop for no reason. So the defender clamors into the back of him and he can draw a foul and get further and further into 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 the foul trouble. It's that how is that fun to watch? For whom? Who is thinking, oh great move, Chris Paul, you got another foul on the on the opposition? Yay, yeah, my money's and, worth. And this is not just Chris Paul, this is a lot of stars, right? Like or and a, and a lot of teams and a lot of other players also, to be fair. Like it's it's this thing of winning the game requires us to do these things. And I'm not here to watch it like sort of an ex, ex experiment on how to win best given a set of rules. Like the rest of our lives are around constantly trying to win and cut corners to do it. Like it's kind of bothersome to take this very like real and sort of annoying overarching thing where we're supposed to constantly follow these hacks and rules and get get yeah. get where we need to be and that's like oh the ultimate goal is to win i watch sports to not feel that i i watch sports to see people with skills and drive and motivation like take the game and take it further and show me things i've never seen so that's why watching teams like this is always a pleasure you know and um yeah, long may it continue, man. Like, long, let let these three guys with Steve Kerr and yeah, Andre Godala and nuts, the, yeah. the rest of them, let them just keep doing this for a couple more years, as long as they can. I'm just going to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the winningest trio in the history of basketball, Draymond oh, yeah. Green, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yep, the winningest. The highest, uh, I think it's the highest win ratio ever of the three of them. Their late 30s might fuck that up a little bit. But uh, <laughs> as it sits right now, they have the highest win ratio of any team. I mean, <laughs> they're just the next Duncan Parker and Ginobili, man. Like, say yeah. what you will about those guys. I watched every sports game, man. I loved watching those guys. They were they were fun to fucking watch and they were goddamn successful. It yeah. helped that they had one of the greatest coaches in the history of fucking the game as well. Yeah, of course. But yeah. they, and they had Tim Duncan, one of the best superstars of his time. And I mean, somehow... Tim Duncan in today's game is underrated. I just I yeah. don't know how that happens, but he is wildly underrated. <laughs> like, yeah. if you ask me to do like, a top ten, Tim Duncan yeah. doesn't show up, which is I think is ridiculous. It can't be. It the can't man, be. the man has four rings, five, four. No, I forget I, the I, rings, I, but forget the rings. I mean, forget it, forget yeah. all of it. My point, the and and he's exactly the thing here. It's because he's not like some awesome Gatorade drinking Nike shoe wearing genius of a personality with a message and all yeah of a personality he's a genius of a basketball player just not as a as a persona yeah and that's the same thing with Tony Parker and, and Ginobili like they're, they're not like Clay is going to be remembered like Ginobili in a way but even more because Ginobili was special and saw all these weird things and he did all these weird things it was cool to watch you know yeah and and like it's the same with these three guys. They're, they're, they're just going to... Time will look... We look back on these guys with more fondness than we're, than what's going on now. That's what's going to happen. This time will go... Uh, their era will finish. And we'll be like... A lot of people will be down on them throughout. And then after 15 years after they retire, everyone will look back and say, Oh man, those three guys were something, huh? You know, and we'll wrap this up. I know we're, we're rambling on and on about the Warriors, but I just want to say one other thing as well. The the thing is, if you didn't watch the NBA before Stephen Clay, it's hard to truly understand how much the game has complete. Like if you started watching 
in 2015 or in 2016 or in 2017 it's hard to understand that trey young james harden all of these guys the way that they play the houston rockets jacking up 80% of their shots from 3 in certain games all of that stuff exists because steph curry and clay thompson won that championship steph curry clay thompson draymond green iguodala and steve kerr won that championship they completely altered the way teams played basketball all the way down in mean, the last holdout was last season with the san antonio spurs where they were still hitting mid range jumpers and now maybe the chicago bulls aren't as good a three point shooting team as most others but aside from that every successful team after them got built around three point shooting so the more time passes the more it feels like oh yeah that's how everybody plays no that's not how everybody played before these two showed up and started banging down three pointers and this team showed up and the way they played altered the way everyone else plays so it it feels after 10 years it feels like oh that's that everyone does that but if you remember the game before if you remember kobe and shaq and if you remember the way the old spurs used to play all of those great teams from previous eras they did not play like these two play and now everyone plays like they play yeah I I think that sums it up uh, extremely well and they're going to be remembered for their era for their time it's just that this particular sport it uh, it's all about individuals for some reason when we yeah. think about epochs or like or just you know like eras or any any way you look at it like it's Shaq what a big player what a big huge guy powerful most uh, dominant player ever etc etc like it's a team sport someone has to pass him the ball you know yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a bunch of people that build these things it's never one person it's never just michael jordan and a bunch of dudes and if you look at it that way uh yeah if it was so easy then michael jordan and a bunch of dudes he lost more than he won think about it he's won six titles right yeah. and he's played what 18 years 17 yeah, years basically right so if if it was so simple for one player maybe the even the greatest player of all time it doesn't work like that it, it is always going to be a team sport so anyway if we take these guys as an example of uh, what we have coming up this year in the nba finals what are some of the other teams that you're looking at in terms of the nba waves? finals well yeah. there's there's only one uh you know I, i picked them very very heavily and i wasn't ready for how angry i was going to be like how how joyful i was when clay thompson came back i wasn't even i was i was sure that i would be that happy i didn't realize how angry i would be when i saw this guy take the court and i woke up to watch that game just so i would you know know my own level of anger uh kyrie irving is back and um as much as i as much as i hate the guy and i hate his politics and i hate what he's doing about the vaccination i hate that he's on the court um holy shit that team looks good with yeah, all they're... three of them back oh man it is uh, it is as it's close a problem. I, i hate using the word unstoppable but that's damn near and this is again let's put this in context gary irving scored 20 something points in his first game back since basically what the second round of the playoffs last year yeah something like that yeah so he's been gone for 6 7 months this is his first competitive game of basketball in 7 months that's not easy like he no, really came up and he ripped shit up kevin durant had 39 points in that game as well over and above what kyrie did 
Oh man, this it's too good. It's you know I I really as excited as I was last season, I might be more excited this season to watch that team just go through the playoffs. I was very disappointed last, as you know, and we we talked about how disappointed we both were about not getting to see that team in in full flux and full action last yeah. season. Oh, I'm really excited this year. I, this, it's going to be because they have weaknesses this year. It's not like last year where Blake uh, Blake Griffin was crushing it and that whole team seemed to be on song. No, but they have Paddy Mills who's like yeah. a cyborg. Yeah. Paddy Mills now and Joe Harris hasn't even featured yet to full capacity. So, there's yeah. still scope for the uh, Joe Harris hasn't shot the ball yet, you know, up to his level. So there's still scope for these guys to get better than this. I am oh, I'm this is I'm worried for everybody. Yeah. I know. I mean, Giannis is not going to repeat if this if this trio I, stays together, it's over. No, you know, this is where it gets interesting. I uh, we'll get to Giannis because according to me, he's the only one that can stop this. Because they can't stop him at all. No, no at one all. can. No one can. No. That's a complete nonsense that anyone in the league thinks they can stop Giannis. It's not possible. Aside from PJ right. Tucker. PJ yeah, Tucker can stop. He can he can stop PJ Tucker can but stop PJ anyone. Tucker, but he, PJ Tucker plays for plays with uh, plays with the Miami Heat now. So yeah. anything is possible there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this this offense is hilarious, man. Like today, this morning, uh, KD passed up the game-winning possession. Not because he wanted to, but because he saw the opportunity to do so. To Cam Thomas, the rookie, who just calmly hit like a in-the-lane runner from the free throw line to win the game with 1.5 seconds left. Like, yeah, and they, he's just some guy off the bench. Like, they're just we, tossing we haven't some even guy. Mentioned Cam Thomas because that yeah. list of people to go through to get because Lamarcus Aldridge is playing meaningful minutes on this oh, team. Oh, Lamarcus Aldridge is an assassin. Yeah. Like, he is he's, rocking up mid-range shots. Like, like it's, he's, it's like 55 <laughs> to 60% every game. Like, it's yeah. wild. The guy is good for 10 points no matter what happens. Yeah, the number of people, literally the number of people you have to get through, through their bench to get to Cam Thomas, who has been a standout in his in his first year. It's too long. It's just it's too, too long. fucking long. It's way too long. It's, <sighs> it's troubling. It's troubling because... This is the antithesis of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Right here. They're, they're <laughs> the opposite. They're like pure talent, complete mercenaries, all there to have fun and mess shit up. And by God, they're going to destroy everybody else. It is tough. It is so tough. And James Harden might even get a ring out of this. James Harden. kind of crazy. I just, James Harden just needs to keep it together for three weeks at a time. Which he hasn't been able to do yet. That's the only. That's the he's only thing. It, keeps, yeah. it feels like he's getting closer though. But that's, that's what he thing. gets. I thought he maybe gets he'd be almost washed. to peak. He gets almost to peak Harden and then completely regresses the next week. For no, some, this for is where I disagree with you. He doesn't completely regress. He only regresses the same amount, except he keeps <laughs> going higher up and lower down. So, so it's like sixty percent Harden, eighty percent Harden. <laughs> 62% hard. It's, it's, it's Donkey like, Kong progress is basically yeah. what this is. So, like, somewhere last week he was like 95% hardened, but then he only came down to 78% hard. Because now we're doing percentages for people, yeah. right? Yeah, like, of course. Because we've established that that's where we are now. So, he's around like 78% or 80% or whatever. 
Um, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I know I'm shitting on him, but 78, 70% Harden is better than pretty 95% of the league. So still yeah. amazing. And he's playing point guard, so he doesn't have to score because he has two of the best scorers around. Exactly. That, yeah. I, and oh man, what a potent weapon to have as your third guy. And Lamarcus Aldridge is your fourth guy. He, and and here's the thing: Harden doesn't have to be your third guy. He can be your guy also. Yeah, he can and be the first other, guy. He can yeah. just. Take yeah. so that, I mean that's what that's the that's the insane thing. Forget them running good offense. They can just do one by one ISOs all game, and you've in every single possession got possibly one of the best isolation players in the league on that ISO. At play. each position, yeah. Each single time they come up to you and they just say, "We're going to play ISO now," with Kevin Durant or with James Harden or with Kyrie Irving, and then lather rinse repeat. Okay. Just and that could win you a championship. And then you try and double one of them at some point. And that means there's the two of them playing the three of you. Yeah. You're fucked, man. Like, just, if, is if no... James Harden can sprint four times a game at his peak level, <laughs> I would be, I would not, we would not have a discussion, honestly. I don't like, know why we're having I, a discussion because he will sprint no, in the playoffs he, he, he and Kevin Durant times will right play. Now. You're, you're will, taking this away from him. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he will sprint four times in the playoffs and Kevin Durant will, yeah. will play proper KD defense in the playoffs. Yeah. Kyrie he Irving will. may even like put his arms up during the playoffs on defense. No, I, no he, you might he even probably s- won't. No, he won't. He That's might. optimistic. It's a yeah. bit optimistic. Yeah. yeah. So He's never played far. defense. He's never played defense. Yeah, I went way too far. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the playoffs, if they can stay healthy, again, the constant caveat with this team is they are just put together by toothpicks as well. Like just as, as amazing as they are, they're a Ferrari, but it's held together with toothpicks and sellotape. So you mean it's a Lamborghini? <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, what, do you, what are their chances, Sitch? And you have to weigh in the thing of injury. You have to weigh in what you know about these players. We've talked about this many times. We said it the last time as well when we were making predictions that they'll only make it as far as the conference finals because of this reason. What is your prediction with this team after one game of watching these three guys play? Overreaction corner. I don't think an overreaction is necessary. Like realistically, it's seventy-five percent. And the is the twenty-five percent pure injury, or is yeah, is there? It is. I, it's it's literally pure injury. So there's like, no one. Yeah, even like Giannis and all. Like fuck it, it's not happening. I just don't think the Bucks have enough offense. That's the real thing for that for Giannis's guys to be the difference makers here. They need more offense than they had last year. And I don't think they have that. Like, you could talk me into it if Brooke Lopez was out there and playing well. But he's been injured the whole season, practically. Yeah. Um, Now, Drew Holiday is out. Before that, Giannis was... uh, Chris Middleton was out. Like, there have been a ton of injuries on this team. And they look like the more injury-prone team at this point. Maybe they maybe it's good they're getting the injuries out of the way, but like I don't know. I don't know where the go where the points are coming from in this team. That's that's my problem with the Bucks. Because last time they had to contain one and a half superstars and they only just outscored them. Yeah. Now yeah, they that's have, if they have two of those guys and Paddy Mills and Lamarcus and Cam Thomas to score in droves behind these guys. Like, those three guys together are like 35 points, right? Yeah. Right? And KD in every playoff is 35 points by himself again, 
right? Harden will put at least 20 up because he's going to be too busy putting up 12 assists for all the other people. And then Kyrie puts in up puts in another like 15 to 20 depending on the shot count, you know. So if Harden takes doesn't get 20 points, he gets 15 or 18 points, which I doubt. But let's say he does, then Kyrie can get 25 points. You see how easy this is? Yeah, like exactly. You can just you can just and and so you add it all together. That's that's 120 points already. Yeah. Like I'm saying, 10, 15 points will come from somewhere else in this team, randomly. Like Nick Claxton and and like uh, yeah, someone Bruce will, Bar- Brown. Like someone will always dudes. have a game in a series. Yeah, it's, it's always going to have like one Bembry game. will show up and score eight points. I don't know. There's like enough dudes over there. Like if if you're trying to at any point in time not double team or triple team somebody on the Brooklyn Nets, there are I, either they're all injured. That that could be the only reason. There's no lineup. Yeah. There's no time on the floor where there's where they don't have a superstar. Yeah. So no, you're absolutely. always double teaming somebody. So your defense is always uh, like behind when it comes to the other guys on the team who will smack you, basically. And, and that's why if it goes in the last five minutes, if the game is still in the balance in the last five, if in the last three, the last five minutes, that's it. The they, closing lineup just, is cannot be stopped. They, so if it's they, unless you're blowing them out by 15, their closing lineup is going gonna, is gonna to beat you. Their closing lineup plus their closing play is, let's just let Kevin Durant shoot the ball. Yeah, the the most effective closing play of the last decade is that's let a Kevin. Very good plan that has I, won I, two I, championships. That yeah. play, so yeah, because, bet the house uh, on that one. Because I really truly understood one part of defending Kevin Durant lately because people have been saying this. He doesn't see you. As a defender, like you're literally not in his way, he just yeah. runs to his spot and goes up, and now nothing is in front of him because he's seven feet tall. Yeah, and he's shooting over everyone. He shoots. So unless just... you're literally Giannis, who's the only human being who can contest that shot because he can keep up with him and get up that high and block it, it doesn't matter what else you do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you just have to watch a single game of Kevin Durant shoot three-pointers. And it's like there's a hand in his face. The hand is extended all the way to his arms. But doesn't matter. He's going to shoot that three. It's just, it's what he does. It's unstoppable. And he's got two other guys who are not as unstoppable as KD. But, man. Those are the other two two of the five remaining unstoppable guys. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (sighs) Ah. Well, well, well. All right. Moving on from the Nets. And again, I just want to clarify. They piss me off a lot. Kyrie Irving oh, got I don't me very upset. I don't but... want them to win at all. But like, yeah. we have to just accept Sometimes you just have now. to accept. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just have to accept if it. It's January right now. And if we know what's going to happen, then it won't hurt. Like, yeah. as much. <laughs> just let it sink in more and more. You Actually, just accept you know the what? It's not going to hurt. Because it'll be weird. It'll be fun to watch this. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's the other point of it. It was really enjoyable to watch the three of them playing basketball. That pissed me off more, but I enjoyed yeah. the basketball while it was happening. That's yeah. what I'm struggling with. I'm fine I, I, with I, the I, other shit. I'm I'm telling you, if these guys are just put together randomly, like people are like, oh, you want to play? You want to play? And then they just made a team and then they were just awesome. I think they would be the most fun team to watch. But yeah. because they know each other and we know who they are, we hate them. Yeah, uh, if it I was... Say, I say a lot of people agree with us. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. All right, 
let's move on very quickly. We have about 10 minutes left. Let's quickly go through this. Um, <laughs> Sid, uh, what, are your, uh, what are your thoughts this week on the Lakers, man? Like, what? Uh, anything new? My anything? game. Do you, my, have you my, turned? Have you turned all the way around on the Lakers? Do you think they're going to win the championship this year? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> Here's 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 what happened when Russell Westbrook, who finished twenty points, seven for sixteen shooting overall, uh, he was asked a question about what what does he feel about his shooting woes and the, the misses and stuff like that. My game, you know, it's fine. The, I, I'm not like adding these pauses for dramatic effect. This sure. is exactly yeah. how long he took to say all of this. <laughs> My game is not predicated on shots or if I turn the ball over. Like I miss some shots. That's part of the game. I'm allowed to miss shots. I can do that. Like any other player, I can do that. I can turn the ball over too. I can do that. That's all part of the game. This is uh, Russell Westbrook's uh, answer to that question. There was no second after that quote. There was no like, but you know what I do do is I X, which no one has an answer for. It does does eventually get to, when you watch a basketball game and figure out what impact making the right plays, boxing out, rebounding, whatever they may be, making the right play, making the right reads. That's all about being a basketball player. It's Russell Westbrook hanging his hat on his rebounding right now. What the fuck is going on? I mean, he might as well. That's one of the good things about his game recently. He gets paid 40 million. He doesn't get paid that money to rebound, man. You can get JaVale McGee on a 10-day. Well, you don't know what it's like to be a basketball player. (laughs) You know what? I really don't. And your games games are predicated on that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um... That's that's a bonkers quote. Um, so they're paying Russell Westbrook forty million to rebound, and on the other end of it, I just want to go through it because every morning I wake up, not every morning or every every day the Lakers are playing, I wake up to a clip from House of Highlights where LeBron James is just yelling, like screaming himself hoarse, joying, sledging, just random teams. So right now the Lakers rivalries so far, OKC. Giant bust up. OKC again. Giant bust up. He yelled at the entire Pistons bench. Unless I'm mistaken, after after hitting like a fadeaway too. He just yelled yeah, he, at the entire did. bench telling them you don't belong here. The Fuck it. They're the fucking the worst Pistons. team in the NBA. <laughs> the, I mean, this is a... This, remember, the OKC Thunder and the Orlando Magic both play in this, in this uh, competition. And somehow the Pistons are worse. Okay. So, so he yells at the entire Pistons bench about how you don't belong here or some shit like that. Oh, I forgot the and Rockets then, were also involved. Yeah. And then today he gets into a giant, again, a joint match with the Grizzlies who are like his son's age. <laughs> Most of the Grizzlies. Also, the Grizzlies, the entire game were ahead by 20 points. Yeah. Like they, they, their starting lineup left the floor with four minutes left. And that's why the the lead shrunk to nine, to to nine. I LeBron James stats in this game. I texted them to you because they were so shocking. He put up thirty five nine and seven, and was a team low minus thirty in plus minus. I don't understand how that happens. The best fucking numbers on this team, by the way, is his are his numbers. Okay. 
35, 9, and 7. That is not a goddamn joke, okay? Yeah. The guy played, he played 33 minutes and he had minus 30. How is that possible? How do you have one of the top five greatest players of all fucking time? And he has the worst plus minus on this on this team with 30, 35 points. How? What are you guys doing? What? This team makes zero sense, man. And every every day, this team makes less and less sense. Because DeAndre the more Jordan, you watch... Eight points, zero... Uh, eight minutes, zero points. Two rebounds, three assists, plus 19. <laughs> Kent pays more, seven oh, minutes, zero points, one rebound, two assists, plus 21. <laughs> Oh man, that is uh, that's just hilarious. I don't I don't understand how that works. Like it just this team is nuts. This team is completely fucking nuts. I I I think we have we you know we said we wouldn't talk about them, but we have to talk about them now while they're still relevant. Because they're not. Unless they can find they're, a trade for Westbrook, that's no, it. They're not. They're not going to be relevant very very soon. Like that's the problem here. Like, it's so bad right now. It's so unwatchably bad that LeBron has to fight all these random guys. There was a play a few weeks ago. I think I sent it to you. Uh, uh, there was a steal. And uh, from the uh, the Lakers on defense, they got a steal. Pitched it ahead to LeBron. LeBron's got a man on him. He goes to the wing uh, of, of, his, uh, of, of the three-point line wing. And uh, the rest of that team comes back for defense. And it's five players in LeBron. Like, his team didn't make it. Like, one guy <laughs> made it. One guy, one guy made it to the center circle in the Lakers. And three Lakers were not pictured. They were not. They didn't cross half court. So, so LeBron just jacked a three. Because he's like, I am not. I am not dribbling past. I am not dribbling past five guys. Forget it. Oh and he jacked up a three and started walking back slowly because he's like, if I'm not, if I'm running, they're not running. If I'm walking back slowly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just, it's hilarious that this is where the Lakers are right now. This is, these guys were champions, not, and two seasons ago sounds a long time ago. That, it wasn't actually two seasons ago. It was like a it year and one, three months ago. One, yeah, <laughs> one year and three months ago. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with this team? Oh, uh, and it's what here's the shocking thing. The thing that everybody thought, well, one of the things that everybody thought would fuck them at the start of the season, which is Anthony Davis's injuries, has come to pass. Anthony Davis has been injured. But everyone's like, oh, LeBron's on the decline. He is not on the decline. He's doing very no, well. No, he's, he's, he's fine. Fantastic he's, basketball. He's, he's shooting it's, well. He's doing fine. Like he had more success. With that, you know, post Kyrie Cavaliers, yeah, that team which had like at, at one point had Isaiah Thomas, but then had Dwayne Wade, and then had just random people. J.R. Smith like the was on there. Second best player on that team was Tristan Thompson. Yeah, Tristan Thompson was the second Who's, best player. Who only had two children at that point, I think, or one. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a different story now. Yeah, uh, Tristan Thompson's paternity suits are, are wild. Uh, follow yeah. them. <laughs> they should have a Twitter yeah. account. They really should. They probably do. 
<laughs> it is insane. That, and I remember watching that season live and thinking, oh, LeBron's so screwed. And it still wasn't this bad. No. It still wasn't. They still had options. They moved half the team out. Ever, I don't think he's ever had minus 30 ever in his entire I, life. There is no way. There is just no way. It has. It really hasn't. Statistically now, we're going back actually with with the teams. I'll look this up, I think. Unless I'm completely mistaken. Or the stats have changed because these, these numbers change on a game-to-game basis. You're all the way back to like first Cavaliers run. Like when he's with his first contract. That's how bad this team is. That you're basically like in rookie, sophomore and third year LeBron. <laughs> and those teams yeah. were beyond garbage. And he still dragged one of them to the finals. But those teams were truly trash. That's how they got LeBron in the first place. Being trashed yeah, that's for so long. Yeah, really, really, really yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> this is the oh, Lakers. They're a hotbed. Boy. They're a huge free agent destination. Um, they had cap space, enough cap space to get Russell Westbrook. They chose Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald. Gave up more assets to get Russell Westbrook. He claims his core function on this team is rebounding. What the fuck is going on with the Lakers, man? It's making the right plays. Just, you know, stop uh, misquoting the quote, misquoting him. It says making the right plays, boxing the, out, and then rebound. The only example rebounding that came into his, into his mind, Sid, was that one rebound he took at one point, which was like, damn, that's a good rebound. Good job, Russ. Good job. Whatever that may be. He also says that. So, it could be other things. You don't know. I mean, we just, we wanted to rant about the Lakers. Uh, Do you want to, we have a couple of minutes. Do you want to take a couple of minutes to discuss their their opponents, uh, the Grizz, very quickly? Uh, The Memphis Grizzlies have definitely found super soldier serum because they've put it into Ja Morant. Ja Morant's head was above the rim today. He was, when he he went up for the alley or the block. In the alley Which one? In the alley he the jumped was not even clear. the most athletic thing he did in that half. I, you know that, right? Ridiculous. Did you no, see I, this block? I haven't Have seen, seen the this block. block? Yeah. No, I haven't okay, seen the block. You're dumb. You're dumb. You're a dumb person. Like, you, <laughs> I you genuinely, know what? I genuinely just, thought when you said I'm Super Soul, you, know you were talking about up, that. Look you? up the block. No, no. Look up the block. I'm going to talk for two you minutes. You continue ranting, then, yes. Yeah, you just, you just do this because people need to know what the hell, why you're so dumb. Okay? And then they, you'll need, then you'll, that when you see this, please say I am dumb so people can understand where we are right now. Done. Jamoran, uh, the, the Memphis Grizzlies have won nine straight games, by the way. Uh, that's insane. They're, they're so good that they were in fourth place alone in this t- in this in in the Western Conference. And they were like six games behind the Utah Jazz at one point. Now they are only two games behind. They can legitimately be a top three team I just, I'm, I'm just going to live react. So. Holy shit. Oh. Wow. I've now watched it six times and it hurts to watch. He smashed his head into the backboard. Well, he, yeah, kind of. But he also like supermaned the ball to the yeah. backboard. I mean, his head was full on like Till his jaw was at the backboard. And he's 6'2? He's 6'3, yes. 6'3. Yeah. I think that he's 6'3. I, I don't know. Yeah. Man, that is a nuts block. That is a nuts block. I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to also clarify just so everyone doesn't think I'm an actual idiot. I didn't know we were doing the Grizz today. So I didn't watch the game. I do apologize. Just tell them you're dumb. Okay, I'm dumb. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm dumb. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, 
I was on it was objectively the best highlight of this month that I think. really is amazing that really is fucking amazing these guys are incredible man like this team when they want to defend they defend when they want they want a bucket they have a jamarant who just he just finds things he's kind of got this iverson like nature where it's like there's no way he's going to get through these guys and then he does it and then it's some wild layup finish and he just tries to dunk on everyone and everything and he has little regard for his own safety which i don't know if that's going to hurt him at some point in the future but like it's insane the guy just gets shit done and you'd think that it would only be about him but the rest of this team is so competent and they're coached by a uh, by uh, what's i think his name is taylor jenkins i'm going to yeah. fact check this and, yeah you go on so, i'm going to fact check like that. like the, okay so desmond bain taylor jenkins be, is correct might be might the be. best young player he might be he might be the next uh like he he might win the most improved award uh this year and remember miles bridges is still playing this year so that's that's going to be fascinating to see how that goes down uh J- uh jan jackson junior is back he's actually a guy now he's not like super injured all the time and he's doing well they have a lot of really huge guys that can defend they have tyus jones who i just yeah. like you know that guy right like this the two yes. point guard who just gets stuff done they have a lot of guys who just get stuff done that's the whole thing with this team like they've won 9 in a row jar got injured for 10 games they won 8 of those 10 games yeah like without him without him they just went yeah we'll do it we'll fix it and then they did they have steven adams what more could you want i mean they had jonas valentunas before that so yeah which was little, which was better there. but yeah that was better um but this clearly jar with his athleticism man alive and it's not just it's not just this particular set of highlights he is obnoxiously athletic like he is just insane he is like is derek rose a good comparison or is derek rose yes, also like it is derek it is rose actually a good comparison the yeah. best comparison right now because i think Ja is a little taller that's why he can dunk more. Yeah, yeah. Derek Rose I think 6-1, 6 yeah, 6-1 I think yeah, Derek Rose. Yeah. But like oh boy, this Ja Morant man. Like he plays like he's 6-8. He he just and and it's it, again, like like he's a big part of it, but they get clutch buckets because they execute. Okay, the coach is really really good at finding the best plays for these guys. they are great team spirit and they defend at a high level they know what to do when to do it this is going to be the team in two years i just feel it right now like this is going to be the team to beat in two years time like i'm calling it now 2024 25 memphis grizzlies are going to be like if things work out the way i think they are they're going to be the best team in the nba at some point not not controversial to predict that i don't i don't think that's yeah i think that's controversial either um that that kid is headed for incredible things <coughs> and so are the rest of these guys absolutely all right on that note on that uh, long form prediction uh, we will call it an episode thank you so much for joining me said thank you for uh, well coming back 
and not losing breath. Look at I, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm losing a little bit of breath now, as you can hear. I'm like starting to, <clears throat> the cough and everything is starting to show up. But I think yeah. by next week, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, 75% Barve. I feel like I'm okay. 75% Barve. That's, that's think, nice. We, we'll, we'll put you on a minute's restriction. Yeah, yeah. I think an hour. <laughs> an hour is the <laughs> restriction somehow on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Uh, we will for sure see you next time. We, uh, do you want the Bulls one? You want to just call it? Let's do the Bulls one next week? Let's just do the Bulls yeah? one. Yeah. We'll do the Bulls one. We'll do a full deep dive into the Bulls. Go watch some games. Uh, hear us talk about it. Uh, if you want us to talk about something specific, uh, tweet at us. You know where we are. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.